Hello, everybody. This is Dan Jones, and this is another Quiet Talk for you this morning, this Monday. When I was younger, I liked to watch boxing. I remember Muhammad Ali, formerly known as Cassius Clay, was the champ. What a character. There was something attractive about his brash self-confidence. Of course, contests like boxing have been around since ancient times. Both boxing and wrestling were part of the Olympic Games in ancient Greece. And believe it or not, there was an event that sounds a lot like UFC fighting, but I'm not sure how to pronounce it, so you'll have to look it up for yourself. Paul the Apostle lived and wrote in the days when the Olympic Games were still being held. In his letters, he uses both boxing and wrestling as metaphors for the conflicts we are part of as disciples of Jesus. In 1 Corinthians 9, he uses the boxing metaphor to say that he buffets his own body to keep it in subjection. The word he uses here really means to punch somebody in the face. It's a strong expression of Paul's focus on self-discipline. For him, preaching the gospel was not some casual hobby that he did for fun. It was deadly serious, and he was willing to make any personal sacrifice that was called for in the work of Jesus. In my own spiritual experience, I relate strongly to that other form of combat, wrestling. Now, watching wrestling, at least legitimate wrestling, the real sport, not the crazy showbiz thing, is not nearly as popular as watching boxing. It's much more exciting for audiences to watch two guys dancing around each other in the ring and trying to knock each other down. Seeing two wrestlers pretty much on the mat all the time just doesn't have the appeal of boxing. I'm amazed at the amounts of money people are willing to pay to watch a big boxing match on TV, a match that could very well last less than 60 seconds. Boxers circle each other, waiting for an opening to deliver a knockout punch. A fighter can dance away from the other guy and so avoid being hit. A wrestler, on the other hand, is constantly in the grip of his opponent. He is continuously exerting his strength against the strength of the other wrestler. Paul said that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against spiritual forces who oppose us. A wrestler is in a continuous struggle, and some translations use that word instead of wrestle. The Christian life is certainly a struggle. While the struggle Paul refers to in Ephesians 6 is specifically against cosmic enemies, that is, spiritual enemies. I found in my own life that just trying to live the way I know I should is a constant struggle. As we seek to follow Christ, we often feel that we are in the grip of an opposing force. We exert all our strength against that force, and at the same time, the enemy exerts force back against us, and so often it seems our strength is no match for what or who we're up against. Sometimes we think we're pinned to the mat and totally defeated. Before I carry this metaphor too far, I need to point out that this struggling, for the most part, takes place in our minds. When we say that somebody has a problem that's all in his mind, we usually 
mean that it's not real. Maybe he needs to see a psychiatrist. Well, let me tell you plainly that this struggle we're in that is mostly centered in our minds is about as real as it gets. What goes on in your mind sets the course for your life. Nothing could be more real. I've talked about this verse many times, but that's just because it's so important. It's Proverbs 4, 23. It says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Guard your heart. That's your job. Nobody else will do it for you. Like many words in the Bible, heart has various shades of meaning and it resists our efforts to narrow it down. It certainly includes what we call the mind, but it can also refer to our desires as in our modern expression, my heart's desire. Someone has defined heart in this context as the supreme choice of the will. I think that's good. But back to the struggle. It mostly happens in your mind or heart. You have competing desires and they fight against each other. And of course, Satan, the enemy of our souls, roots for those desires that are contrary to the will of God. I believe there's so much more to the simple choices of our will when it comes to the Christian life than we think. It's human nature to try to escape personal responsibility, to blame somebody else for what's going on in our lives. There are certainly things that affect my life that are beyond my control, but I want to focus my attention on those things that I can control, like guarding my heart. Here's a tip for the struggle we're in. Make a choice. You must make a firm choice to resist the world, the flesh, and the devil. You must make a firm choice to follow Jesus no matter what the cost. Making these choices will not eliminate struggle. But when those times of struggle come, you go into them with no doubt in your mind whose side you're on. When the devil tempts me, I say to him, no, you are opposed to my Lord Jesus Christ. He has defeated you on the cross you will not win. Again, making these choices doesn't mean that there will be no more struggle. It simply means that going into the struggle, you are firmly set against the enemy of Jesus. Jesus is our strength, and he has given us the victory. Have you ever prayed for victory? Let me say gently and lovingly that this prayer is misguided. You don't need to pray for victory. The victory has been won. When Jesus cried out, it is finished, Satan's doom was sealed. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 2.14, but thanks be to God who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession. By the way, I go into this verse in more detail in the quiet talk from March 11th of this year that's called Jesus, I Give Up. You might want to listen to that one. We live this life from a place of total victory. We must remind ourselves of this fact every day. This is what Paul was referring to when 
He said in Romans 6, even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. When Jesus died, I died with him. I died to sin. When he was buried, I was buried with him, buried with him by baptism into death, the death of the old Dan Jones. But I have also been raised with Christ to live a new life in him, a life of victory. Living in this new spiritual reality is actually the battleground or the mat, you might say, on which this wrestling match is taking place. We must resist the lies of Satan with the truth and power of God's word. We must bring the force of the word against the force of Satan. And we do this in the confidence that the devil is no match for the power of God's word. It's the weapon Jesus used against him, and it is the weapon we must use. God has given us all the equipment we need to live in the victory that Jesus won at Calvary. If you are struggling right now, use what God has provided. And in the present struggle, always remember that someday it will be over. Someday we will enter into a new unending age in the very presence of our Lord. There will be no more temptation, no more struggle, only the fullness of joy with him forever. Our dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Jesus, that you won the victory for us, that you fought and struggled and wrestled before we did, and you came out victorious. And through your victory, dear Jesus, we can have victory. We can enter into your victory that has already been won by faith in you, our dear Lord Jesus Christ, the mighty conqueror. Father, I pray for those listening today that may be struggling. Help them to know that they can be victorious in Christ. I pray that they will make a decision to use the word of God as the weapon against Satan and against the flesh and to focus on Jesus, who is our victory. And I pray all this in the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. My dear friend, God bless you for listening. And I just would ask you, if you have not already, to contact me by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. I would like you to put you, I would like to put you on my email list to send you the links to this message if you're not already getting them. So God richly bless you this week, I pray.